my GP Sacramento uh, main event deck had four mythics in it. What? Crucible of Worlds, Tezzeret, it was like the seventh blue card, Vivectus, and Arcades. <gasps> Arcadia Sabbath. So Arcadia Sabbath. You play the, all those multicolored cards. And did you do the butt fighting? Well, I I didn't do the butt fighting. Unfortunately, I didn't have any defenders. What However, is the point of having defenders butts? Three well, five I, flying. I built a a Jun deck that Lord Windgrace himself would have approved oh, of. Oh wait. Oh Lord Windgrace. Oh yeah. wait. Uh, I think we're rolling. Oh. Oh. Um. Oh. Hello there. Oh. Hello there. Hello there. Sorry about that. Hello there, and welcome to the Lorgwaves. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. I'm alive. And I'm A.E., and I'd like to hear the rest of Justin's story. What, what Did this actually work? What was your fixing like? So I, my fixing was okay. I I built this Jun deck, and then I had realized that I had this amazing other deck, a white-red aggro deck with an inspiring charge, heroic reinforcements, uh, an angel. Uh, it was It was a real work of beauty. And the the first match I played it, mind you, I'm at I'm on three hours of sleep because my cat had kept me up the entire night before. So I played my first match match. My Jun deck is terrible. I just don't have enough removal for it. So I no. sideboard into the white red deck. Mm-hmm. And then you're on fire. And well, I draw my opening hand, no land. So I mulligan that. And then I draw my opening hand of six, and I have and it's a, a white red deck no splashing for anything i had enough lands uh two creatures on curve and uh-huh. tesseret whoops whoops <laughs> i was Your like boy tesseret i was like tesseret how did you get in here <laughs> i am <Tesseret>. a betrayer <laughs> so 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 tesseret and justin has been they've been a funny couple because um you actually pulled tesseret last time uh, yeah I did. and then you pulled tesseret again and now he's just following you like he's that like, creepy you will never stalker leave me, justin I know. I know he loves me <laughs> and like, i love him and he draws me all the don't cards don't make me torture you for your own good <laughs> so i had realized after i drew crucible of worlds that game that i had shuffled in my mythics that i wasn't playing into <gasps> no. my white red deck and then you had uh arcade sabbath i didn't draw arcade sabbath that game vectus was in my jun deck but i drew two of the three mythics no. and i still managed to win yeah mulligan to four that's why your boy tesseret right. was there Right. Yes. It was just it was just chilling out on my hand. All my friends at the GP were like, "Well, did you just play Crucible of Worlds?" And I'm like, "No, I didn't play Crucible of Worlds." And they're like, "Why not? Send a message." I'm like, <laughs> you know, I could have. You know, really. Who is this, Jeff Hoagland? I could have <laughs> like, put my opponent in like a thinking the, sort of. That is. Yeah, well, I would, that would throw me off my game. That yeah. would be a super tilt. Like, uh, you've got the win on board. Crucible of Worlds. Right, exactly. (laughs) The logic behind it is like protection from mind rot or um, against that red spell, that like tectonic edge that that destroys the land. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Yep. But yep, yep, yep. Or no. or it's meteor just for the or meteor golem. At that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, right. no meteor golem's non land, right? Okay, you're fine. Yeah. Okay, well that was a cute story. That's, that's, that yeah, that's my story. So I'm so glad that C19 is out because it has entreat the dead, and um, I, I cast it, and that's how we got Justin back. That's right. Yeah. I I it was a miracle. It was a miracle. 
I felt the Michelle's big finger come from the ceiling, and she was like, I target you. And I was like, Yeah, I, I remember picking you out from the dirt in the graveyard and kind of just brushing you off very gently using my like archaeology brushes. And then, you know, using my beauty blender and just restoring some of that, you know, lo- lovely Justin skin tone. That yeah, I, well, thank you. Yeah, no, you look great. Oh, so, thank you so yeah, much. You just, you just you. got this nice, earthy sort of smell to you now that I just really love. Mm-hmm. So it's, Nick it's Prince killed you last week, thankfully you're, we resurrected you. Yeah, you're no, welcome. Nick totally, he probably did just kill you, but Nick was also great. Um, yeah. Thank you Nick. for Nick Prince. Yeah. Shame on you for killing Justin, but <laughs> forgive you. How could, we, how could we do anything but? Well, luckily we do have a black mage on the podcast, so uh, you're no welcome, bigs. Justin. Yeah, with, with your uh, black man shirt with on my black man shirt. That's right. Thank you for reviving me. And uh, AE, thank you for your encouragement. Although I have to say, it's these amazing uh, core uh, 2018 preview cards that have been really been giving me life this week. Oh, my God. They've been so good. They've been so amazing. And there are a few that we want to talk about, right? But before we talk about that, we should definitely mention our sponsor, Card Kingdom. And our affiliate link, you can go to Card Kingdom slash Lorgoyfs and uh Car- help us out yeah help us yeah. out you can you can get your car you can get your um commander product clearly you are you are going to for the reasons we're about to discuss you can yes. get, even get all four of them for 149.99 and, and shipping is so fast they will probably just smack you in the face like that loading ready run skit uh, yep yeah i haven't seen that skit but i'm interesting that you have and that it's relevant <laughs> oh yeah no. shipping is so fast so just you you click you click send and then it's like bajoom and then you get hit in the deck and in the face with like 40 h decks and it's glorious so we are happy about to go along with it too we yeah. are happy about this set we're happy with card kingdom one thing i'm not happy about though oh oh no it's something that justin inadvertently mentioned when he said core i think he said core 18 set core which 19. just goes just it is. It hurts my soul that we had core nineteen and followed then, by yeah, commander, commander 18. eighteen. I have never understood why the core sets are are the f- next year than they're printed. It just makes no sense to me, and it hurts it's, my soul. It's because we're looking to the future. Yeah, that's no. I want to look. And then we're going I'm, back in time. I'm, looking one, <laughs> I'm happy if I survive one week from now. That, that's my event horizon. You know, Core 19 is not even real to me. Hey, like, what were you expecting? Teferi came out this year. Like, of course, time's going to be a little messed up around yeah. here. <laughs> my know? time has never been right. <laughs> no. I was opening, what was it, at M2012 and M2011. I've, I have never had an honest year. I thought we were good <laughs> when the Core sets were gone. We could finally recalibrate. And then we've thrown that possibility away. I will never be right. You know what? I'm just going to brush away this little moth that seems to have <laughs> landed on your shoulder no. there. Oh, oh, Are you saying goes. my future has been changed? <laughs> I yes. think that your future has consistently been changed. Who would have done such a thing? A beautiful little eight-year-old girl. Yeah. Amina too. Amina too. Ah, she's so cute. She's her. Oh, my goodness. So Aminatu is the youngest planeswalker 
ever. Yes. Uh, on record. Yes. She's eight. Domri Raid no longer has anything to talk about. <laughs> yep. He's just going to have to content himself forming that boy band. She yep. has a really interesting uh, ignition or spark story. She just one day saw Ooh. in the future that her, uh, she, was, she had a spark and she was just able to be like, all right, I want that now. Because then, I'm eight. Because I'm eight. <laughs> and so she is, uh, her magic around is around fate and the manipulation of destiny. She expresses her magic through these intangible moths, which you can see in the absolutely amazing art by Seth McKinnon. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I can't wait to see this in foil, and I can't wait to see this on the playmat because Seth McKinnon's putting it down you as an option. Your glittery moths? I okay. First of all, I've always been a huge fan of like, like powerful, serious looking little girls, which is why I loved Wednesday Adams growing up. And Amina too has a lot of the same attributes, where she's just confident, sure of herself, also a child, but just amazingly powerful and and just really sweet looking. And I kind of want to give her brownies and just. I don't know, make her happy and we can go around playing pranks on people. Uh, on that note, Allison, <laughs> Allison Lures had a great line from her introduction of Amina 2 today. She says, quote, as a former little girl, I'm a firm believer in presenting them accurately as an unapologetic cosmic beings of immense metaphysical power. Yes, that is absolutely true. As someone who was a little girl, I completely understand that. I had no idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. So fathers be good to your daughters. Yep. So anyways, we have I have been asking mothers too. That's right. Mothers also be good to your daughters. With the, one day their daughters will turn into mothers, so mothers be good to your daughters too. Yep. I I and the Goblin Lore podcast have been uh pining, I guess you could say, for planeswalkers who didn't spark through incredibly horrific traumatic pain. So we are happy to see this planeswalker who saw their her stark in the future and uh manifested it herself to shiny yeah i what i also love about her color identity is that children when they're at that age they don't really see too much beyond themselves as individuals um which is why i think it's it, like i would just say that all children below the age of like 10 are definitely somewhat black in their identity <laughs> or at least they have the potential to be. they have the well, they, I mean, a lot of kids, especially toddlers, are very narcissistic. I mean, because they're just like, mine, this is mine, mine. I will put it in my mouth and I will eat it, even though it is a shoe and not a very tasty shoe at that. So black green. Yeah, so black green, but definitely black. Um, and so I, I really do enjoy that aspect of her identity, the fact that she's very much still a child, but a powerful one and a wise one. Yeah, the, the art that's depicted on her Planeswalker card, again, by Seb McKinnon, is, is you just get lost oh, and in, I, yeah. in this environment. It, and she her eyes just pull you in with, with the sereneness of the moths. It's, it's really incredible. And we don't know what plane she's from, but it's possible that in the future we might visit a West African plane. I love this idea. Um, and because yeah, I believe the spelling of her name was, was, um, was Malian, right? Because um, the pattern on her dress uh, is inspired by Malian fabric, which is really fantastic. Yep. Yeah. So 
Uh, speaking of which, that dress is super sweet, by the way. And that's what I love about her. She's so cute and she's so sweet. And yet, and she has a net on her head. Yeah, it's a veil. It's the, it's a the net, fishnet veil. It's a fishnet veil. And I, I love that little detail because it's like when I was a kid and I wanted to pretend I was... I don't know, like a bride or, or whatever, I would put all kinds of random stuff on my head, like a bath sheet or a towel. And maybe in this case, if I had a net, I would put it on my head. And I can relate to picking up a bunch of sticks. She yes. Has a stick. She has a stick. Now, does she, she has like a, um, a, a skull like pattern yeah. on her brow. Is that, does that relate to her moths or is that something of hers? I, I mean, I think it has to do with her destiny. Um, we don't know very much about her facial markings. I thought it was a jellyfish. Um, but you know, it could be both. I'm just saying, she it could is a change kid. based on our mood. It is. Um, that's entirely possible. So, I I'm just really excited to see uh, another uh, person of color. I'm excited to see a a woman, not a woman, but a girl. And I'm excited to um, have someone who challenges our ideas and tropes and and perceptions of what power and um, wisdom look like um, they can look like a little black girl and that's awesome and I'm happy <laughs> with a net on her head I am also happy if you want to check out more of Seb McKinnon's work and his style and what he brings to magic I highly recommend uh, the the video that Sam from the Ristic Studies done mm-hmm. uh, yeah, has magic done on, Sam. on Seb McKinnon uh, the it, his his portfolio Seb's that is it's just absolutely amazing so I invite you to watch that and if you want to help cosplay as the open mouth skeleton choir at some point <laughs> during a GP let me know we can just we just walk around not even walk like someone can wheel us around on a big like like I don't know lifty parcel thing like with wheels and we'll just like have our mouths open as we pass by the various tables. It'll be great. So speaking of Bohemian greatness. Rhapsody. Oh, yes. Speaking of greatness, a Rick Smithies a Rick slumbering Smithies. aisle. Such so, a great design. This is the one which just took my breath away. I've, I've long played Sea Monsters Tribal and EDH uh, with Thassa or um, that squirrely merfolk, uh, Thada Adele, and she's too powerful. But uh, the, speaking of too powerful, a Rick Smithies, oh my goodness, this is blue-green. It's going to allow me to play with all the... What is the what is the planeswalker uh, green blue tomorrow? Kiora. Kiora again. Yeah. Probably. I mean, planeswalkers are never really good, but just so flavorful in EDH. I wanted to do this for so long, and uh, what are you talking about? Kiora is great. She can create the octopocalypse. Kiora even has synergy with a Rigsmithies because she can yes. untap the lands. Yes. So is I think um, Ken Nagel said he tested this in Commander, and he said it played like Infect in Commander, meaning that. You could build this deck so it's incredibly powerful with a bunch of cantrips and berserk and such. Just one-shot people with the Rick Smithies because he's 12-12. And that seems a little bit too powerful in my mind. I'd prefer it to be a little less powerful. I usually prefer my commander cards to be a little less powerful to allow for like more, more other politics and such. But uh, they were locked in because in the story Drop by, Drop by Kelly Diggs, which is about Rick Smithies, um, he says, it says, quote, even the largest of other Krakens were minnows beside him, and, quote, he was at least as big as Kozilek. So they were kind of locked into this power what? of What? He is as big as Kozilek? Yeah. Well, I think Kozilek does have one thing that Eric Smithies doesn't, though. Never. What? I don't believe it. He has a... 
Kozilek has the best hats. I'm just saying, like, Kozilek and his brood have uh. the best hats, and Arismathis, as much as we love him, hatless. So not only is this the perfect card for my Sea Monsters tribal deck, um, but it also has its own story. It's got a lot of history, a lot of lore in it. It's from uh, Theros and Thassa and uh, Kiora battled over it. And the story is pretty fun, too. Thassa says to Kiora, I will grand grind you into sand. One of my favorite lines. So... Uh, <laughs> Another point of interest, there's some strangeness in that story where Cure summons Krakens across the ether, it seems like, which yeah. is not currently canon. So it just goes to show that canon does change. Um, that's an interesting point. But uh, yeah, a, a fun story and a Wait, amazing ca- commander. I, yeah, I would love to just see Eric Smithies being hurtled through the blind eternities <laughs> to so, yeah, answer Kiora's call. It seems like in that story, Kiora is summoning Leviathans from other planes. And uh, that's not currently allowed under their, the uh, the interpretation the, of the flying rules. through the bl- the blind eternities. Well, she can carry the Bident away because it's an object right, under right. the current rules, but she's not supposed to be able to carry beings through the blind eternities. But it's an island. But no, she was, cur- she, was, she was carrying leviathans. That's that was what's happening. I, in this I story. guess, but it's a land. Yeah. So you could technically. <sighs> Kind of. <laughs> no. If she just if she just like strapped herself to the lad to a Rick Smithies and was no, like, Rick I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm take this with me. It's <laughs> like a giant backpack just through the blind eternities. <laughs> Lands on Zendikar. Gideon's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's my backpack. Cosmic's <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's as big as me, but I have a better hat. Okay. Have we said it's Sounds like we said all we needed to say about a Rick Smithies. Yeah. Anything else? It's just uh, such a perfect it, it, card. You, you have to cast it, right? It yeah, doesn't yeah. Come into, it doesn't come into play. You have play to cast it and then play five more and spells. It, and it has sleepy, sleepy, sleepy tokens. So it's just a great card. It's an automatic ramp, double ramp spell. That's really if cool. Someone, so it helps you yeah. take the counters off. That's if pretty If someone wicked. out there has like pillow tokens or like teddy bear tokens <laughs> to use for the slumber tokens, that would be super cute. And you should do that. Um, but yes, uh, so Rick Smithy's really fantastic design seems like a really exciting card would go fantastic in almost every Simic deck out there. Another card, which is just breathtaking is Zancha. Zancha. She is so cool. She's an amazing character from, um, back in the way, way, way back machine, um, in terms of like magic lore and whatnot. She was a sleeper agent for the Phyrexians, um, and helped contribute to Urza's paranoia. <laughs> so uh, if you want to read further on her, we're not going to go... Well, an, I read an article by Sam Keeper called Zancha is Magic's first trans hero. And uh, the idea is that she was a just such an interesting character. Uh, born a freaking sleeper agent, which is a genderless creature designed to infiltrate Dominaria. And then she chose to be different from her Phyrexian masters, and she chose to be gendered as a woman. So she kind of created her own identity. She created her own destiny, and uh, that is pretty breathtaking. Yeah. Just, just going on sleeper agents from Battlestar Galactica, the, do sleeper agents know that they are sleeper agents? Does Xanatha... Xantra. Xantra. Does Xantra know that she's a sleeper agent or does she have to be activated? Um, I'm not, I don't recall that, but I 
Do you know that, Michelle? I actually don't think she was a sleeper agent. I think she was just a double agent or an agent. No, she was a newt. She was a... That's such a silly name. She was a Frixian sleeper agent. So she, oh. she turned me into a newt. <laughs> so I newt being better. kind of this like, <laughs> thing designed, like this thing designed to look human, but was not human. Mm. It was like a fully grown, they were not, they didn't, were never really human, but they looked like a, a fully grown human. Um, and what was additionally interesting and why she has some interesting trans overtones is that she had this incredible dysphoria because as a Frixian sleeper agent, she believed that to be complete, you had to be purely metal, but she would never be because she was in this case of flesh, which was not her own. So uh, there was there's a, there's some interesting things going on in this character, and the card is incredibly powerful and interesting. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you give to this to somebody in a commander game, oh yeah, it's yeah. they're dead. <laughs> like everybody is gonna draw cards off of her. You're gonna lose all of your life, yep. and then you're gonna be out. And then you're dead. I don't know if you're dead, but it causes a lot of chaos. Yep. Like it's a pretty powerful effect. You you don't even if I am if I own uh, Zancha, I don't even have to target the opponent. I choose the opponent. You know, it's the, even if they, they can you can get a hexproof opponent. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. It, when it enters the battlefield, an opponent of your choice gains control of it. So it's like, I mean, who doesn't want to draw cards for three mana and have yeah. somebody else pay the life? I have nothing else to do except oh, yeah. give you pain. Yeah, <laughs> the other person could even give themselves pain. Like, oh, I can't help it. No. But that's that in a nutshell. And I, I, what I do like about her as a character is just she is one of the more complex characters. She is. Um, definitely one of the less problematic characters well, in um, early Magic Story. She, her, her plot inter, interlaces with Urza, so she does have certain plot problematic elements. But I think she does find love with someone who is not Urza, thank God. So, but uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she has a pretty interesting story arc. And then she ends up volunteering her life her her spark her her heart to oh, yeah. karn she lives on in karn well then well then that one died and so he had to get vencers okay <laughs> <laughs> no i think she the her heart is still inside him yeah even if he took, even if it's not you if, if even he, it's not using he took vencers like spark metaphysical bits. heart uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Zancha's heart was metaphysical too, but I, I, it's hard to say. But there's still something of Zancha in Karn, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think of a who do you think you are, Karn? Going around collecting hearts. I mean, he metaphysical really... or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I can see where you're what, going. What yeah. other cards did you love from the upcoming set? Well, I was. I love miracles. Well, I, I have to admit, I did raise an eyebrow when I saw Entreat the Dead. I knew instantly that it was a miracle because of the card frame. And I thought, oh, oh my gods, a yes. black miracle? Hey, miracles can happen to anyone. Yeah, demons can anywhere. answer prayers too. Exactly. I mean, like, you may not. Not normally the way you want them answered, though. <laughs> well, black has a capacity to be kind. There's, there's no reason for black. There's reason for Black to be kind on occasion. But the the in-game flavor for Miracles, first of all, Miracles debuted in Avacyn Restored, and every color got Miracles besides Black. Yep. And so it's it's interesting that Black has its first Miracle with Entreat of the Dead. I mean, I think Liliana showing up with her army of zombies to save the Gatewatch's butt is a miracle. 
So even I, if you would, you, you would have the same euphoric, uplifting feeling if you saw that sort of salvation, even if it were at the hands, glowing violet uh, eye, eye sockets full of salvation. Yeah, it's a dark salvation almost. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. I would say. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> in in that one, that's one instance. But I'm, praise I'm just, Gristlebrand, <laughs> right? <laughs> Bells and Bells Lock. and Lock is Sarah. Bells and Lock, <laughs> developer of the Cronuts. <laughs> so I, you're you're about to say something wrong? Well, Justin. I'm well, I'm just thinking like entreat the angels versus entreat the dead, it, it, and and I'm not by any means complaining. I'm just like raised an eyebrow, like awesome that Black has a miracle card, and then it's even more awesome is I you could potentially bring back like. So just a bunch of really overcosted creatures. Oh, if you're yeah. if you're the right kind of deck for it, it. is pretty pretty it's, strong. It's uh, slotting r- itself right into my geese and girl fun times. Oh, I'm so sure. Justin, is. is the issue that you don't feel like this? Is there something about the idea of a miracle which feels unblack to you? Is that what you're getting at? Well, the they marketed Avison Restored like as a, a block where these. It's it's so miraculous that Avicen has now returned to save Innistrad, and and, and Black did not have that kind of power. Yeah, but that, specifically because Avicen is white, that's why they did not have Black miracles. Right, and so on. On the other hand, it's just it, it just didn't really make sense to me from a flavor perspective to for black to have something that it was original that was originally designed for black not to have perhaps never to have mm. so i would counter that the commander and these auxiliary products products are a great design space for some things which didn't work in the flavor of their original set but now out of that context do work on innistrad yeah well you know on on that point too avacyn is now gone and yep you know Maybe Black can have miracles now. Well, apparently Black can have miracles So we do have to go to our second sponsor. And uh, so we'll be right back with a discussion of White Planeswalkers after this short break. All right. See you in a minute. Bye. Well, what a wonderful scenery. It's the the ship, the conveyance is not quite what I expected, but I, well, I I, I suppose that we didn't pay a lot, I'm it. Oh, it's all right. Hello there. I'm going to be your captain for this trip. Oh, oh, lovely. Captain, what is your name? What can we call you? I am Kiora. Oh, Kiora, George and I are celebrating our... 23rd wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. It's our 10th anniversary. Oh, your 10th anniversary. Yes. Oh, my so, goodness. But, uh, and what a beautiful was, child. There's a lot of barnacles on the ship. Did, is this a submersible ship? It almost looked like you brought the ship up from the water. Yes, it did. It's actually part of our recycling but program I, I didn't, here on Theros. In the brochure, I didn't I didn't see that. Is this the Rick Smithies? Oh, don't mind him. He's a bit of a hobbyist. I he paid. really doesn't know anything about boats. So, oh, so George. really... <laughs> So, uh, it's so great for you to ask. We're actually 
on our way to the Rick Smithies cruise right now. Ooh. It's over there in the distance. If you want to look over there to the starboard right. Oh, George, I think I see it. It's over there. That, that's not a cruise ship. That's an island. It's on by a, the sun. No, it's totally an island. Kraken Island. Yes, Wait, totally. Oh, what did you say? Oh, did you just oh say we're Kraken? about to stop off now. Okay, everybody, oh, we're going to oh, put down okay. the bridge. Okay, okay. All yeah. right. George, hold my hand. Okay, okay. Yes, you're a little sweaty, right, but I got you. Here's your, you your compliment. on the barnacles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, down the and you signed the waivers, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. All right, well, yes. have a wonderful time on the Rick Smithies no, Cruises, no, no. Oh, and I'll go ahead and see you later then. Oh, Pick you back up here in about a week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Grandma Biden. No, no, wait. Ah, George. Georgina? What have you signed us up for? Well, I'm busy, man. I don't have time to read all that small print. I'm sure there's nothing. Oh! Whoa, whoa! What is that? Is that a... Was that a quake? It sounds like a baby. What? Where is that my baby? Where's my baby? Where's George Jr.? <laughs> oh, oh, no! George! Oh, the whole what island is turning around. Somewhere? What George? is that? Is that a cliff or a claw? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I should have paid for premium. Oh, no. Join us on the Rick Smithies Cruises now with extra Biden protection. Save me, Georgina! My baby! Welcome back to the Lorgoives for Ooh. our second segment. Uh, but actually, but before we get there, we, that ad was based on found footage. Uh, we, we had this tape yeah, sent in. And it was really weird. Like, they just sent us this tape, and it had a little bit of seaweed dried on the cover and there was like two coconuts with faces drawn on them it was very strange yeah it was yeah, yeah with the tape inside it the faces were not happy they were like decidedly not happy faces and and a, and a strangely large chunk of tin yeah <laughs> i yeah i don't I, get that the tin but anyways well anyway um at least now we have more things to make sound effects with yeah that's cool Clop, clop. A, a tim, timberine. A timberine. For Ravnica the musical. And brought seeing... coconuts to my junior prom for that exact purpose. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Wait. I guess so. No. <laughs> I would have been really happy if my if my date had brought Monty Python coconuts to my prom. Multiple sets, too. I, I didn't leave my friends out. Oh my god! I just brought a, a coconut with me to junior prom because I didn't have a date to go with me. <laughs> I went on. It was a coconut. His name was Charles. <laughs> Justin, I went to. You three... don't need a coconut to go on a date with you. <laughs> you. You're fine by yourself. Charles comes with me wherever I go. I went to two proms my junior year. Oh my gosh! My own and my my at the time boyfriend's. He was a senior at another school. Get out of here, Michelle. You're such a so who popular. Would, who, no, I'm not. High school nerd. <laughs> what? So who would Gideon take to prom? Gideon Gideon would take himself. 
No, I think he would take like the least fortunate person who's kind of sniffling outside. He would have taken Justin. Oh, yes. <gasps> yes. Yes. I would have graciously accepted. Oh my God. Can you imagine <laughs> like your, your, your prom photos? You're just like standing there and you've got a corsage and Gideon's behind you, like yeah, yeah. seven holding feet tall. Awkwardly, you're holding holding your waist awkwardly. awkwardly. And it's just like that really forced expression. But then he would tell me the story about Kithian's irregulars and. Uh, and what was Eurybos and the whole spear of Heliod? He would cry into your like, shoulder by the end of the night, and then and you'd slow dance to a song. What song do you think you'd both slow dance to, Justin? It, that's that song where it's from the Casper movie when when Casper materializes into a a, a, a real boy and he's coming down the staircase and and she's all like, "I'll make a wish for you." And hope we get to make out. Before you turn back into a ghost. Oh, wait, you did. So, so speaking of turning like into a ghost, like yeah. yeah. Uh, Elspeth would also be there. And her prom date would, of course, be Daxos. Daxos and... Ah! And she would just be overjoyed, like, ah, I was born into the in the clutches of Phyrexians. I had a miserable life. I was stabbed by my own god. But at least <laughs> I have this one dance with you, Daxos. And Daxos would be like, I don't remember who you are. And now I've got this mask. mask. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. But I'm back with a vengeance because I'm Daxos. So today we're contrasting and comparing uh, white planeswalkers, primarily Elspeth and Gideon. Um, so I think Gideon would be like the best date for prom um he's such a gentleman yeah he's such a gentleman he would totally like pick you up in his car he'd make sure that he had like a matching um corsage for you or a boutonniere depends if you don't like corsages you oh would this sounds so win. boring you would definitely win what the... no prom is great oh this sounds so boring well let's <gasps> face it gideon's a little boring and he would also have to leave Halfway through to defeat the you know, Aldrazi. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm actually going and dancing at th- two proms on two different planes My tonight. My page is going off. <laughs> God damn it, Gideon. You said you'd leave that thing at home. Oh, no, I know, sweetheart. I just, I just won't sleep. I'll, be, I won't, I'll, just, I'll just go without sleep or eating. I'll, I'll do it for you. I'll do it it for you, Justin, but I've got to go take out. uh, (laughs) You said when you watched the gate, it wasn't going to be like this. (laughs) You're listening to the police scanner again, aren't you, (laughs) Kithian? Your oath was to me, not to the damn crime fighters. So the bottom line is that fundamentally Gideon is working himself nearer to death because of the guilt that's eating him inside. And what's interesting is like guilt is such an Orzhov feeling because it's it's inherently a selfish feeling but it's a selfish feeling that's centered around like not being able to do something for other people or having failed to do something for other people yeah it's it's centered around societal obligation which Mm -hmm. is a white concept yep and the thing about guilt is a black selfish feeling i think it is because it focuses very much on you interesting uh if it focuses on your feelings and your failure perhaps reveling and gloating and being apathetic because of guilt is more of a black Uh, interpretation of it. That's true. That is one way of taking it. I'm pretty sure Gideon has all the anguish and pain of guilt, but he doesn't let them stop him. Oh, no, but it does... It, 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 him dry, it drives him. It though. drives him. But but when we think about, for example, the Orzhov on, on Ravnica, guilt and debt are the two things that they, they thrive on. Um, That's true. They use both those two 
control other people. Yep. So, but with Gideon though, I think he is an incredibly supportive, loving person who wants to see the people around him succeed. Um, he is exactly the kind of person if he had, um, I was talking to Allison about this, Allison Lores, like if he had a YouTube channel, it would be all about like CrossFit and, and circuit training. And he would be super nice and very explaining, uh, like super detailed about his explanations. He would never judge you. He would never judge you. He could he would be like, no matter what shape you're in, no matter what you can achieve, like on your own, he can help you get to the next level. He would be honest about the supplements too. He's like, yeah, I eat these, but frankly, most of this was genetic. Yeah, and also <laughs> you don't need that much B vitamin. Yeah, <laughs> um, no one needs six hundred twenty five percent B vitamin. But Gideon, I just want to sit down and watch you two pro players play on Twitch and eat pancakes and ice cream. You can do better for yourself, Justin. Come on, put on this corsage. Let's hit the dance floor. <laughs> um, but the thing about Gideon too is that he's. Um, if he had that YouTube channel, he would respond to every single comment. Mm-hmm. Every single comment and be so sincere and he wonderful would get about no it. Sleep. <laughs> he would just through the night. He would he wouldn't sleep. He wouldn't eat. He but he's just like the opposite of like tar- he's like a really positive example of masculinity where he really does believe um, in being there for other people and lifting them up well, and not being a good enti- ally. Well, he's never there for himself though. I mean, he doesn't even True. really allow himself to have any needs. So he is he's an interesting in character because of that. I think he is he is. In a lot of ways, I think of him as suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, totally. absolutely. He is so scarred by letting other people down by the death of his friends that he he just cannot psychologically deal or handle with like having other people in his life disappear. And seeing glimpses and flashes of his development during Dominaria arc was very interesting. Like the way he was able to connect with Liliana for uh, with her trauma. Um, like seeing her for who she is. Yeah, well, he always responds to the troll comments. Like he can even deal <laughs> with Liliana. But he's just like so sincere and like heartfelt about it that you actually just walk away feeling bad. Um, that's kind of Gideon's Gideon's gift as a planeswalker. But as a planeswalker, though, he represents the um, the supportive leadership style of white. Um, he is there to fight on the front lines. It's why his planeswalker abilities almost always have like a Gideon turns into a four, four indestructible hexproof thingamabob. And he's going to go in and hit like hit you for six or for four. Yeah. But during the trials, Bantu saw through that. And you, you, you mentioned that a lot of Gideon's development was in the most recent set in Dominaria. But Mm -hmm. when, as Gideon was going through the trials, what Bantu said, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she she basically said you're 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 so see through that you, the fact that you'd be willing to put others in danger just so that you could always come out to be the hero. Mm-hmm. It, and it was really in, 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 illuminating when it comes to Gideon's character because he wants to be the purist he he wants to save the world but it what what expense to himself and to other people around him yeah he doesn't accept his limitations and i think that's a really big part of what bantu saw in him the fact that he doesn't he doesn't seem to respect or understand other people's willingness to 
um, admit their own limits and let that and let themselves lose as a result. Or even in the trial of ambition, yeah. he was going out of his way to try to protect his crop mates. And his crop mates were like, what are you doing? This is not the point of the trial. <laughs> like, like we were like only the strongest of us are worthy to serve the God Pharaoh slash Bolus. And he was saving them for himself, not for them. Yeah, that he was. was not, I think right. that was yeah. maybe yeah. that's what Bonte was saying. Yeah, yeah, he's saving. And that's a really good insight. AE. Like the fact that he this has never been about other people in some ways. Like this is about atonement and this is about finding a way to forgive himself. And that was one of the things that he was looking for when he found Oketra. He, I think that he's looking for someone better or higher up than him to give him the absolution he seeks. So I, that, that is beautiful. I, I think that that is pretty deep. And, um, I think of him as an unbreakable man with a broken spirit. Oh, yes. He's indestructible, but so shattered. So how does this compare to Elspeth? To my mind, she also was pretty damaged. She is a really damaged individual, but her aspect of white is all about um, commanding an army and being at the front and leading that initiative. I know, I know that Gideon is about that too, but Elspeth is way more concerned about... Um, bolstering the people around her for their sake and for the sake of the common good. She is less interested in doing this because she's like got a super traumatic history and needs to save everyone and believes, I, I guess the difference between Gideon and Elspeth is that Elspeth is all about the team and Gideon is about like, no, I will be the human meat shield. Well, I, <laughs> I will given, do this myself. Given Gideon's leadership, it, it's a little bit hard for me to see that he's not about the team. Um, I will say that I feel that Elspeth feels that she, Gideon wants to redeem himself. And Elspeth, it's more like she feels that she is unworthy. Mm. Um, in the sense she she was, um, <clears throat> when she saved, when the conflux smashed Banton, the other planes, and other shards of Alara, and the gloves came off, so to speak, she resorted to unknightly powers to resurrect Aaron. And she kind of saved a lot of people, but that didn't make her feel better about herself. That made her feel even less worthy and so she stripped off her sigils and she had just a deep sense of disgust and shame um does that sound correct based on what yeah, your knowledge of based, elspeth that's is based, that's about right i mean like i am most familiar with elspeth through her exploits on theros where she was deemed worthy but Ultimately, being worthy on Theros means being used as a tool by the gods, which is a very Greco-Roman thing. Um, and I think what was really interesting about Elspeth's journey and exploits on Theros is that I think she she was a threat to Heliod because in many ways she displayed a better definition of what it is to be godly than the gods themselves. Yeah, she was... The gods... I mean, they were Greek gods in, in addition because they just seemed so petty compared to her. Yeah, she she just put the gods to shame, and uh, Heliod's a super dick. I wonder if he's going to be a villain at some point. There's some speculation that he could have created the Order of Heliod, which was Gideon was part of at some point. There's but. also rumors that he is Gideon's father. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems... So I, I can't confirm anything, but that seems likely it would explain Gideon's uncanny ability to not die. Yeah. Ever. Indestructible. Or even be scratched. Yep. Do you think that Elspeth has a chance at coming back? I think so. I mean, we've seen some art of her already, 
but um, she died in a plane where the dead have the opportunity to come back. They don't go away permanently. They go to Nyx. Oh, they, no, they go to Nyx. They go to the underworld um, and are claimed by Erebos. So as I said, I'd be happy to see Leon become a, become a lich. I'd be happy to see Elspeth return in a different form. She doesn't have to be a beautiful blonde knight. She could be something else. She's actually a brunette. Pardon me. A beautiful brunette knight, and uh, she could be something else. Um, but I would like to see... I, I would be. I think I'd even like that better if her character remains the same mm-hmm. throughout that. It, I, it, that's that's not necessarily what's going to happen, but I think it'd be interesting if that were the case. Like we saw a white planeswalker who was also undead. Maybe no. that would not happen. Well, we've seen some white mummies. Well, we've seen white zombies. I think that's entirely possible. There is a, a a collage of some sort. I haven't seen it in its entirety, but I've seen bits and pieces of it uh, that make up planeswalkers of the 25 years of magic mm-hmm. some, something like that correct me if i'm wrong i'm probably totally off base it was a poster is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah poster yeah and, it had elspeth on it and there's new elspeth art on it and so i one of the people that i follow on twitter and i'm pretty new to this twitter thing so i know you're out there tweet the lorgoives with images of what potential new cards uh, new planeswalker cards elspeth could be on but one of them was mono white, another one was white black, and another one was obzin. And wow! Okay. And we we haven't we I don't think we've actually had or abzan or I say abzan. So I'm know. confused because I'm understanding the poster was just images, so I don't know how you would tell that. Right. Well, they colors. like they they were just speculating okay. on on if Elspeth were to come back, like what could her color identity be uh going through these different um different possible design slots yeah yeah i i can understand that um i think abzan would be a very very interesting uh idea especially since we've never had an abzan planeswalker no, before we haven't. um we have we had a mardu we haven't had a Mardu Planeswalker either. I, I don't think we've done very much had in a like teamer, the sh- but yeah, that's yeah. It. We haven't really had much in like the the so, the, sh- the wedges. Elspeth was really seeking security. Um, now, part I, you may be able to tell, but I'm not ultra familiar with all these Planeswalkers and their histories. But again, Magic the Gathering Gamepedia is a good resource, and uh, she's. According to Game Peter, she's seeking peace, stability, and love, and she finds almost none of that. <laughs> Unfortunately, she's she she's sees found love, like Gideon and it was taken away, <laughs> like Gideon finding the gods and hoping that that can be his kind of uh, his, his his something he can grip onto. She found Bant, which just was ultra pure. She's like, finally, I've escaped Phyrexia and these fraught gods and Theros to find something that is actually pure on and uh, on Bant. But then she eventually got, but then debatably it got less pure, and at least she became intolerant of herself. She saw the impurity in herself. So anyways, and then she found Daxos and immediately killed them due to the god shenanigans. So she's had probably the most tragic life since Celeste, um, what, the angel Selenia? Yes, yeah, Sel- Selenia is, is pretty sad. <laughs> um, but the thing about Elspeth, though, that's very different, um, I think then then Gideon is that Elspeth is more focused on the now and what needs to be done than her personal trauma. At least it seems that way as opposed to Gideon. Like her motives aren't entirely fueled by 
her trauma and what happened to her in the past. Whereas I think every, almost everything that Gideon has done has been to basically correct for what he's done in the past. And, and just in the abilities, if you compare Gideon's abilities to Elspeth's abilities, Gideon, like you said, Michelle, turns into an indestructible creature and takes matters into his own hand and, and hands and smashes face, whereas Elspeth is the more go wide and get, I'm going to give you bonuses to, to Soldiers, your creatures. Yeah. yeah, I think we've seen, well, we've seen Gideon make a pretty big mistake in taking on Bolas. Uh, we've seen... We've seen Elspeth at her lowest when she was in the Cabal pits, just fighting, just because she could, and she had nothing else. She didn't feel like she was worthy of anything better than to actually just fight in these pits, and that's where she met Koth and went off to for, uh, new for, to try to defend Mirrodin. Um, so we've seen Elspeth at her lowest. I would love to see her return. I, of course, I'd love to see her return and kick Hilliard's ass because God, she just seems so oh, much, yeah. so much. What if she and Gideon teamed up to kick? Heliod's ass could be like mono white versus mono white and it'd be like nah that would be beautiful it would be so rad does Erebos have a a shtick against Heliod Heliod at all I mean they're the Greek gods they probably all have shticks against one another it seems it seems likely the 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 underworld Planeswalker would would resent the sun so yeah there could be a deal made there could Um, be a deal a dark deal or maybe with Crufix Griffix would be a really good ally in that. In that, anyway, um, would love to see the poster for that fight. Um, absolutely, I think would be yeah, really, really cool. And then Emerald comes down. And like, then Emerald oh, comes oh, down. Oh, yes. Oh I no. Heard there was a fire. <laughs> so we've seen Elspeth's faults in in her humanity. We've seen her divinity. So I would love to see her come back. And uh, and uh, for a while. Oh, I, I heard there was somebody going out with a shun here, and it <laughs> seemed really cool. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oh, is that she taken? <laughs> wiggle, 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 wiggle. He really is a white villain. Can we just say he's a villain? Oh, he's a villain. He is. He's such he's a this equivocal. Villain. He uh, he's he's not as like like interesting or compelling as Elish Norn, who I think is like the ultimate white villain. But um, but he comes close for sure. Just like demanding respect and killing. Oh yeah. Yeah, if if uh, Gideon is is actually like the offspring of Heliod, then the apple went way far from the tree on that one, mm-hmm, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. good. The golden apple ran far from the tree. Well, the last planes arc we do want to touch on just a little bit is a Johnny. Wow. Who, because he doesn't actually have like lips and things. Like I know that in the in in um, arena he has like a regular voice, but. I kind of think he must talk with a lisp in real life because he's just got the kitty kitty <laughs> mouth. Like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to help you, Elfbeth. <laughs> so, How are you, Elfbeth? <laughs> I'm here now. I was staying with my friend Ovia Pathiri. <laughs> it was great. She gave me so many tummy rubs. <laughs> So Johnny's first MO seems to be that he was willing to sacrifice his own personal comfort and personal position, being an outcast, being an albino lion, accepted his own kind of being a pariah because it was a good good for his clan, for Mm -hmm. his uh, tribe of Leonin. And so that seemed to be his first, and that's that feels um, white, certainly, maybe even white green. And he and but then we see him pariah. We we see him go through the full gamut. Well, like accepting him. 
He yeah, just accepted himself as a pariah. That is really the ultimate white thing to do. Like, yes, I accept being a pariah for the greater good. Yes. Um, and then we see him kind of go through the gamut of being white red when he's avenging his brother, and then white green when he's looking so, being all noble and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, let's break it down. What is the green? represent in addition to white in this case just the community aspect i think right because um he became white green after elspeth died right so elspeth mm, so elspeth and johnny had this really wonderful friendship um he came he helped her on theros he came to her aid and when she passed he brought her down and and he wears her cloak even though it's like a size you know (laughs) six and he's like a size a Johnny, which mm-hmm. is very large, larger than a 32. <laughs> um, but he somehow makes it work because cats are like that. Um, if it fits, he it sits. sits. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got, he's got a Johnny unyielding is the green card. Yes. And he's also ha- he also has a Johnny mentor. His, his oath is green. Yeah. His oath is green. Um, also, Ab, also known as Abs Johnny, as I like to think. <laughs> he about always him. he is looking for a cause at this point. He's looking for, and so his cause is to defeat tyrants at this point. Yeah, and he is all about um, helping others. Um, when he when he goes into the battlefield, a lot of his planeswalker abilities are all about helping you out. Either you, the planeswalker, like player, or distributing counters, or giving you a hundred life. Yep, which is not the best ability, but it's super sweet. I really appreciate it. It's like when my cat brings in receipts and puts them on the bed, and I'm so like, that's nice. Between these three white planeswalkers, they have a competition of who is the most selfless, and they all insist they oh. come last. Oh, <laughs> gosh. No, can you imagine? Like, So Gideon, Elspeth, and Ajani try to walk into a bar, and they never get in because each of them is just like, no, 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 after you, after you. No, 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 after you. That's a bar after you. I'm never interested. After you. No, no, okay. no, after well, you. Well, I think we've said enough. Uh, or we, have, we didn't get to say enough about Ajani, really. But, uh, but he is Naya, which is a very cat-like color, and he did defeat Bolas that one time. Well, we haven't seen him printed with red, white, and green, but we have seen him with red, and we have seen him with green. He and seems pretty far away from red. This yeah, he's cooled down. He's also friends with Tamio, which is cool. So we have to wrap up now, but we will say one more time to use our affiliate link at Card Kingdom backslash Lorgoids and order these new cool Commander 18 cards. Commander yes. 18, got it. 18, not 19. And thank you so much again for listening, and thank you to Card Kingdom. And we will see you next time with new magic story, hopefully. Oh, my gosh. Another another week has gone by, and I was so looking forward to new Kate Elliott story, but I understand the commander hype. I really do. I was just hoping to see Tejin and his rippling pecs again. <laughs> that ghost fire tattoo. Mm-hmm. Mm. We'll have to wait another week. Mm. Well, you know what they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Emphasis on the abs. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We'll see All you right, next time. With that. <laughs> um, I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. You can find me on Twitter at Strix. I'm Justin. You can find me at Justiferous. And I'm A.E. at A.E. Morling. And I think you should follow me and I'll drop some cosplayer Rex. Whoa! Nice. There's the talk about an incentive. Christine Sprankle drops some cosplayer oh, Rex. Nice. I love her. I miss her so much. I and and also you can find us, the Lorgoifs, on Twitter at Lorgoifs. And you can want email us at Lorgoif, that's a singular, at gmail.com. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Ring ring. Ring ring.
Hello, this is Kate Elliott. Hello, this is Wizard of the Coast. How are you doing, Kate? Oh, I, I'm doing fine. How are you? It's so good to hear from you. I've had so much fun writing this story. Oh, yes, we can tell. They've been really lovely. I love these layers. It's like a sandwich, you know? It's just really good stuff in the middle. Oh, yeah, I love sandwiches, too. No, it, it's just really juicy. It's like a good roast beef sandwich. Oh, okay, great. That sounds awesome. Actually, so we were thinking about this whole framing device you've got going on. Uh-huh, okay. Well, we were thinking maybe we should go a little bit deeper. Have you heard of a club sandwich? Um, yes, I I like those on occasion. Well, it's got that extra bit of bread in the middle. Yes, I know what a club sandwich is. I know. But we were thinking, what if we went just like one story deeper? So it's like Tajin telling a story about Ugin. But then after that, the next story is like Tajin telling a story about Ugin. We tell the story about Atarka. <laughs> We're on the party line. And also, once we've built that perfect sandwich, we just snatched it away from the Raiders. They're just expected on Wednesday, and then we just snatched it away. <laughs> but, but it's important. We have to think. Well, I, I just, I mean, I just think it's a little bit deep. I mean, I've only got so many words, and this is supposed to be a short story. I know it's a short story, but, you know, even something small can be, like, super complex. You know yeah, what I'm saying? The bread is like parallelism. You have one, the rye bread, and it's the mirror of the other rye bread on the other side. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm I, sure. Yes, I'm, that's I'm being fine. as plain as I can be. I, well, you know, I do like plain sandwiches. Right, okay, well, in this case, it's actually going to be two layers, and then we got a third layer. It's going to be like Arabian Nights. You know the, not, not, oh, the set? No, 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 not the set. It's actually the, the, the you know, the, the story with the Shaharaz. Oh, you mean the car Shaharazad? No, 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 no. It's got like a story within a story within a story, and then there's a camel. Oh, so just like Arabian Nights. No, no, uh, yes. Okay, so it's like that. And then eventually we go deep and then we send in Leonardo DiCaprio and his team of experts to go in. Maybe Sean Bean. Oh, but isn't Sean Bean like a terrible misogynist? It's okay, he'll die. Like he's every other movie. It'll be fine. Oh, Okay, and um, you want me to be, uh, this is going to be, I'm already like several stories deep. I'm kind of halfway through. So when you want this, you know, we'll just wait until the last story. It'll, it'll come out of nowhere. No one will expect it. And you know, it's like Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> who's actually Tajin. <laughs> and it's going to be great. And then Bolas can be... Sir Ian. And that'll be really good, too. I think we're talking about the magic movie. No, we're not. Um, okay, well, anyway, we're going to have a check sent to you in two weeks. I'll send you the screen caps of oh, Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Oh, are you still talking? I've been enjoying this nice BLT sandwich, and I think we were talking about it. Anyway, it's way too complex. We're going to send the movie to you, and it'll be great. Okay, it's a, there's a movie. It's called Inception. It's fine. I know the movie, sir. It's fine. Okay. What? No, Kate Elliott, you just do what peanut, Just give us a peanut butter and jelly sandwich if you want. This sounds way too complicated. Please. Um, I mean, sure, I... It was nice speaking with you, and I'll follow up with an email. Uh, yep. Okay, I have to go. There's something on the stove. Bye. No, save the pickles. I want the pickles. Bye. Click. So do do you think she got she got the message about the about the layers? <laughs> oh, okay. There's so many of just magic players, just love the layers. Oh, just so many layers. <laughs> oh, yeah.
Ah. Speaking of sandwich, what are you eating over there? <laughs> oh, okay. oh, oh, okay. Well, oh. You got any pickles over there? <laughs> <laughs>